Welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and Managing Partner of Cordell and Cordell, and we continue to bring you attorneys from Cordell and Cordell around the country to bring you information for guys before, during, and after divorce. And today is no different. As usual, uh, we talk about consultations. Uh, it's something that we stress and the importance of a consult with an attorney. And certainly, we're available across the country, including the UK. You can check us out on the web at cordellcordell.com or you can schedule a consultation, 866-DADS-LAW. You find an office near you, schedule that consultation via Zoom, in person, on the phone, uh, whatever works for you uh, under your circumstances. But obviously, uh, this podcast shouldn't be taken out of context in terms of legal advice. It is not. That is something we need to have a consultation with you to give you proper strategy and direction. We always say that. And certainly, no attorney-client privilege relationship is established because we want to have a conversation with you about your case. So tune in and check out our virtual town hall coming up in April. You want to register for that. Uh, the only way to log in, ask questions live of the panel is to register and attend. Uh, you can check out all of our previous podcasts as well as our virtual town halls. They're sitting there on our YouTube channel filled with information and uh, certainly in topics that will be important to you. So you want to go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. You'll get alerted every time we post something twice every week. If you have questions, you want asked during the town hall and you don't want to log in, you can submit those to townhalls at cordelllaw.com. That's townhalls at cordelllaw.com. So let's get started on the podcast. Joining me again today is client development partner, Daniel Cunio. Welcome. It's good to be back. Thank you. Hey, thanks. We're going to talk about something that is in your wheelhouse and that is consultations with clients and really uh, choosing kind of the right lawyer and the process and the things that guys need to know when they're having a sit down uh, with their attorney and kind of uh, so get a pen and a and piece of paper when you're listening start taking some notes so let's start right at the top Dan and that is um, I've always talked about you know in every podcast practically when you're looking for an attorney you want to find an attorney that practices exclusively in family law and I think you're going to use the words hire the best attorney first. Right. And, you know, I was excited to come back on, especially to talk about this topic. And thanks for having me back on as well. And it's important because a lot of times when clients come in, they think, okay, I have to hire an attorney, which means I have to file. And that's not the case at all. Hiring an attorney does not mean you actually have to file an action with the court or that you're getting divorced or even anything is happening. Really, hiring an attorney is making sure you're protected. And with that, you want to hire the best. And in, in these types of situations, only one person can hire the best. Both yeah. of you cannot have the best attorney. And so you want to be proactive and, and take the lead and in initiative to do that. It, I, I use examples in meetings to where you want to have the best doctor, right? So you want to have the best lawyer involved. And as you mentioned earlier, make sure that they practice exclusively in family law. You're not going to, if you have a heart issue, right? You're not going to go to your general practitioner to do the surgery, right? Or yeah. any other issues. You want to make sure you go to a specialist or someone that... Uh, focuses ex uh, exclusively on that particular issue. And that's no, no different in, in the legal field either, which is why you want to make sure that they practice exclusively family law. But with that being said, there's so much that you can do when you hire an attorney without filing. And one of the most important things that, and I know you and I have talked about it a lot, and I've heard it on other podcasts too and in the town halls, is you, you want to make sure you're prepared. Yeah. And again, prepared doesn't mean you're filing. Prepared just means you want to know what can I expect? What is yeah. my worst case? What is my best case? And what are we kind of thinking of everything in between? Because it's, it's a big decision that 
you're going to make and you don't want to take it lightly. You don't want to do a knee jerk reaction and you want to make sure that you put a lot of thought into this. Yeah. I mean, I think preparation is it's, it's, let's say I have a, um, a medical issue, right? And that is, uh, I want to make sure that if I have questions, I'm going to write them down and bring them to my doctor. If you're on medication and you, you know, they want some feedback, it is preparation. Make the best of your time when you're doing it. I think that's key. And, and as we kind of progress out, um, you have conversations about tempo. And I was thinking about this, you know, in, that is in the Kentucky Derby or horse races, you see horses that come out of the gate and, and their intent, the jockey, wants to set the tempo for the field. And, or for example, in uh, the Olympics, you may have a partner or a marathon or something. You may have a partner you're running with. That partner sets the tempo for the person who's going to go the full distance. They know that that partner may not go the full distance, but they're going to set the tempo, keep them at a, whatever it is, a six minute mile or whatever mile they want to run. So you also want to be able to set the tempo of your case, right? Right, exactly. And, and to your point, when you're going out of the gate, just because you're, you're heading out fast and furious doesn't mean you're rushing to the courthouse. You're trying to make sure you can secure the best possible position for you. And one of the things that I always advise clients when they're coming in is let's talk about is it really advantageous for you to file first? You know, because sometimes it's not. And these are discussions you want to have by hiring an attorney. Because in the initial consult, it's really high level as far as what are the issues, what's going on, what can we do to help out, and, and what does a certain situations potentially look like. But when you hire, you can have these more in-depth conversations and really get a feel for what the case will look like. But to the tempo, sometimes it is. You want to come out fast and furious because if you have kids involved and your wife's not letting you see them or she's restricting time, we need to make sure that the court is aware of that. Because the last thing you want is to be questioned from the judge and have the judge ask, well, this was important to you. Why did you wait? Why did you sit on it? So you want to have these conversations with your attorney to say, okay, is this the right time to actually file now? Or, you know, my wife is saying some things that just aren't sitting right with me. What can I do to position myself down the road to put me in the best possible position? Mm -hmm. And having that attorney on board throughout that process can really be beneficial and strategic for you too. Yeah. I mean, I think even the tempo, the strategy, and we're going to talk about that in a minute and game plan, it really is about control and not necessarily being fully controlled and dominating. And there's a place for that, but I, it's a more of a feeling as a client. You want to make sure you feel in control, that you know what's going on, that you know what's coming up next. I mean, there's always a surprise or maybe something coming out of left field, but when you're, I always liken it to, you can either be a passenger on the bus or you can be driving the bus. I always want to be driving the bus. And some of the uh, decisions you make early on, you're driving the bus. You want to be able to, as you suggest, set the tempo. You know, how fast is this bus going to go? Is it going to go left, right, straight, and comes to a fork in the road, it's going to take it? What is it going to do? But, you know, strategy and game plan, that's important. And whether, regardless if you file, uh, that's important, right? Right, absolutely. And it's important in the sense that we want to try to make this amicable, right? Because at the end of the day, especially when kids are involved, you still have to co-parent and be civil towards one another. And you never want to put the kids in the middle, which is a topic for an entire different podcast. But setting the tempo and the pace, you, you can draft settlement negotiations to maybe uh, explore with your spouse. You don't have to present them with something formally, but with your attorney, you can start outlining what that would look like, have some informal discussions with your spouse, and then you get an idea, okay, is this person really on board for this, or are we going to maybe make it a little bit contentious or litigious? And then you go back to your attorney, 
give them the, the feedback and the conversation you had to your spouse, and then we can guide you as far as what we need to do, or maybe we need to completely pivot and, and start going fast and furious. But at least this way, you have that control, and that's so important because you want to make sure that you're the one taking the initiative, especially when there's kids involved and potential guardian ad litems getting involved when we're restricting access to kids or there may be some abuse involved. So we really want to make sure what do we need to do now to put us in the best possible position. And you're not tipping your hand to your spouse. You're really having this open dialogue, which in turn might help pro uh, produce fruitful discussions and might help facilitate that, that settlement that you're looking for to keep it amicable. Yeah. Then you think about settlement, you want to know what's, uh, we always talk about what's the best case, what's the worst case, uh, what's likely kind of what are my risks here what you know if I'm going to offer this and I turn it down and or they give me something and I say no what are my risks here is that something you also want to talk about absolutely and you and I look at it as pre-divorce planning or even pre-separation planning depending upon what state you're filing in because some states have a mandatory waiting period to where others do not but either way let's sit down and let's have those discussions because in the consult remember there's we're only restricted to a a limited time and there's usually a lot of information that's being presented and discussed but then with that there's also more information that we're going to want and so that's why the benefit of hiring first and right away is important because then we can start outlining that plan and really start building that foundation and determine what it is that we need to do because in these meetings since they're so high level we're just trying to get a feel for what the issues are and a lot of times i can tell you just from experience someone will come in for one issue but it's we're really, we might want to, again, pivot and go to this other issue first, which will help with the, the, your, the issue that you're coming in. But we just don't know what we really need to do until we can really start digging in and, and lay the groundwork as far as what it is that your exposures are, what are your mm -hmm. risks. And, and in these initial consoles, it's really hard to, to really kind of pinpoint what those risks are. I mean, we can give you best case and worst case based on experience, but let's sit down with some of these financial documents, which is important because if your wife doesn't know that you're doing this and there's no action on file, hiring the attorney and being able to go through the process allows you time to gather these important documents. Yeah. Again, just from experience, I can't tell you how many times where clients do not have access to yeah. statements because their spouse either destroyed them or hid them or they just won't release them. And it just really puts us at a, at a disadvantage. And it may be early, you know, in this consultation, as you suggest, we may not know, we may not have the documents, whether you have a business and I've met with someone, they want to, you know, what are my risks here? What's, what's the likely outcome? And I'm like, well, I don't know. It's going to be dependent upon the value if it has any value. Um, but, you know, that's kind of where we are. Uh, it could be a pension. We don't know what its present, you know, our future value is. Is it a defined benefit? We just talked about that in our last podcast or defined contribution. That's really worth having a listen to in that podcast, but it goes from everything. You want to have an attorney who walks you through, as you suggest, whether it be uh, custody, support, child support, alimony, maintenance, right. all the property, all the debt, taxes, even um, now we've got, you know, the COVID relief and the stimulus money, you know, what, what's out there? What if I keep it? What if I share it? I mean, there's just a great conversation that should be had. Even in the toughest of times, there are usually opportunities for relief. Many husbands and dads listening now are struggling to stay current on alimony and child support orders. You should know that this crisis may allow you to modify your support obligations, but time is of the essence. If you're a guy needing help right now, 
not someday when things are back to normal. Call us at Cordell & Cordell. This is what we do. I uh, recently talked about mediation. There was a question, I think, in the virtual town hall, whether or not mediation, I recommended it, I believed in it, I see it as valuable. I always, with clients, say, let's do a form of informal mediation. That is, if there's, we have full discovery, I mean, we know kind of what we have. Um, there are no real questions that if we were to talk settlement, uh, that we'd be uncomfortable. And that is, engage in settlement and negotiations early just to see where you are, because I look at it as free discovery. That they're going to, you know, the other side's going to give me information about their case that I may not get for a while. Right. And I, I agree with you. And I usually kind of use the analogy, you get two bites at the apple. Why not try mm -hmm. that? Because if it works, great. It cuts back on cost, probably cuts back on time and keeps at least somewhat amicable or civil. And another issue that comes up a lot in consoles is timing, right? And, and that's always good discussion to have with your attorney once you hire them, because we want to figure out when is the best time to really do this? But going back from what we've been talking about, having that information, that those in-depth discussions will help because in some states, it's advantageous. It's the date of separation. In some states, it's the date of filing. So you really want to know if I'm going to go down this road, what makes sense for me? And then I, I know you've said it several times in, in different seminars that you've conducted on, on the timing issue. Is it now when the economy isn't doing so good or is it when I'm about to retire? What makes sense for me? So we want to open up that uh, dialogue to make sure you don't want to rush. Maybe let's wait till you retire. Or if you know you're going to be investing in a, in a company, maybe now's the time to do it to where there is no value to it, right? And yeah, right. It starts to grow and it could be a potential exposure to marital assets. And so those are discussions that you really want to have as far as what, besides the actual dissolving the marriage, what is your goal? What do you plan on doing once uh, your case is dissolved? So we can kind of help outline and give you a blueprint as far as what you need to do and, and what we can do to put you in that best possible position. So I've said it in the 10 stupidest mistakes it's in the book and I'm a big proponent and under certain circumstances of filing first, uh, there could be a strategic advantage. 23 years ago, gosh, well, more than that, probably 25 when I was practicing early on, there was a legal advantage to filing first when it came to custody and it was crazy. We would, the law allowed and it provided that um, whoever had physical custody, actual physical custody of the children at the time of filing was the primary parent uh, for purposes of court orders and nothing was to change until further order of court. So we would go about it and, and say, okay, do you have custody? I'm at the courthouse. Okay, boom, I stamped it in. And we're, it was crazy. And that law changed, thankfully, because it was you know, crazy to, to timing wise. But filing first, I want to hear what you have to say. Well, I, I think you're absolutely right, and there are still some jurisdictions that are pretty uh, archaic in the sense that they, they still subscribe to that theory. Uh, since we're a nationwide firm and we have offices in the majority of the states, to speak with fellow colleagues, there are, there are some uh, states to where filing first, you do have the kids. You can get temporary orders issued right away. It may not be as archaic as in the sense you get the date, the date stamp filing and you have kids and it's, um, since you have possession of them, you, you are deemed the sole custodial parent. But in, in some jurisdictions, you file right away, you can en enter temporary orders, and those are in place until another hearing. And so there could be a substantial period of time to where you may not see your, your children, 
or you can control the situation and and show to the court that you want to be the parent that works with the other one you just yeah. file first because you want to make sure that you're protected because you know that your your spouse is either saying things to where they want to restrict time or posting things on social media or sending you text messages when something doesn't sit right that's when you want to reach out and pick up the phone and call your attorney. And that's why having someone on board is just so important because you, you already have that connection. You've established a relationship. They know what your issues are. They know what your goals are. And you pick up the phone and start talking through, can I do this? Can I do that? Yeah. Should I do this? What would happen if I do that? You just can run so many different scenarios by them where you can't do that in an initial consult because there's just too many unknowns at that time. Yep. You know, and one of the things, We've always talked about Cordell and Cordell as a litigation firm. You know, you see, we, we oftentimes we're a domestic litigation firm. And so guys think, oh, well, oh, I can't use them. They're not going to be amicable. They're just going to try every case that they get. And that's just not true. And I've, I've always reinforced the idea that, and I truly believe this, that good settlements come about by being prepared to try a case if you have to. And that is because you're going to do your discovery. You're going to know everything there is about. You can actually counsel your client appropriately through your trial preparation because you know the positives and negatives, you know, what's the best and the worst case scenario. But I always, always explain to clients, let's try to keep it amicable. No doubt. I mean, uh, you know, it is a bad divorce is often better than a terrible marriage, you know, in terms of if you can keep it amicable, but the reverse can be true. You can turn a terrible divorce that's much worse than a bad marriage if you want to spend yourself into oblivion for no good reason. And so many of my cases, we spend months trying to resolve it, but we're prepared. Um, so I would say keeping it amicable is important. Right, absolutely. And and I hear that a lot in consults that, that I conduct. Sometimes the phrase domestic litigation law firm does Bob, have clients pause for a second on, well, yeah. wait, I don't want you to, to be aggressive, but that doesn't mean that. That just means we're prepared. You don't want to go into any situation unprepared. The worst thing that can happen is for your attorney to be unprepared in court. If you cannot provide an answer to the judge, that's not going to bode well. If you're on the stand and, you, and you're not testifying well, that's not going to help you out in your case. So you really just need to be prepared. And that's really what the litigation, in, in my opinion, and that's how I explain it to clients, is litigation just means we're ready to go if need be, but we're going to make sure that along the way you're protected and to what you mentioned earlier, you want to have the right information so you can make sound, good decisions. The majority of the time, absent usually custody and potential support, it's not modifiable. Once you make that decision, you're dealing with property, you're dealing with debt, it's hard to get out from underneath that. And the other issue that I, I caution potential clients on is before you even have any dialogue with your spouse or significant other on any type of settlement, talk to your attorney. Because the last thing you want to do is you don't want to bid against yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get someone off of that thought process because the only thing that's going to resonate is what you potentially agree to or what you were suggesting. And then trying to move away from that is going to be impossible or it's going to take a lot more time and money. And if you could just head that off at the pass with being prepared, that's just going to save a lot of time, a lot of money, but just a lot of anguish and heartache too. And the last thing is, and sometimes I, I used to get this early on when I would travel to smaller towns and communities around Missouri and, uh, and, and represent, 
you know, guys, they had concerns about jurisdiction venue. They had concerns about state to state. What was the best thing? Whether, you know, now we have lived in a, a society in which, especially after COVID, where we saw moms moving to another state to live with parents, or we had small town concerns about judges, about the small nature. What, you know, jurisdiction concerns, is that an issue you see? I do. And, and it's very important because I can tell you uh, where I'm licensed at, and in some of the states, jurisdiction is very important in the sense that you can take a change of judge. So knowing who your judges are is very important. But also just county by county is important too, because you can have a situation to where maybe you want to move out. And as you mentioned earlier, and it's in, the, in that book, that you don't want to move out with a plan in place. But you also don't want to move out because we want to make sure that we're securing good jurisdiction. Because if, for example, you live in one county and then mom decides to move out the kids to another county, and they've established residency there for a defined period of time, that, that could be where you have to file. And that might not be advantageous to where maybe you wanna secure filing into the, in the county that you live in, or maybe it's, why don't you move into a different county? Because we know based upon our experience, that's a little bit more judge friendly for you based on what the issues or your goals are. Yeah, okay, well, good. Dan, that's awesome. I know we could talk about consults uh, for a while. Uh, it's so important. It really sets the stage for the entire case. Um, and it starts as we begin. Hire the best attorney first and uh, do your homework and find uh, those attorneys that just do this for a living. And that's it's so important. So thanks for joining today on the podcast. Thank you. Just one last thing to add. You don't want to be that person that comes in and says, you referred to me by my friend and they wish they would have hired you first. Yeah, I've heard that so many times. I get guys and they attend our 10 stupidest mistakes and then like, well, I made all 10. I wish I'd known you before I made all those 10. And so we added an 11th in hopes that there was still one out there that they didn't make. <laughs> Unfortunately, they do. So thanks again. Well, continue to join us every week, twice a week when we do this podcast you're going to get just meaty substance just like this, where I know you can take it. Have a conversation with an attorney just like this. Give us a call, 866-DANCE-LAW. Find us on the web at cordellcordell.com. Love to have a conversation with you. We know Dan's available. Uh, that's what he does. So check us out. Give us a call. Until next time, have a great week. <laughs>